Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns, and get this, you can save up to 30% off with code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any Graduate Hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So, here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up? Doug Gottlieb Show in the Bonus, Fox Sports Radio. iHeartRadio app, welcome in. Okay, so if it's your first time listening to the In the Bonus podcast, you'll know that basically, um, and as it plays out on the on the iHeart podcast network is this becomes what the first hour even though we do it the last hour right so when you download it you hear this first then you hear the rest of the radio show so basically uh this is like an hour radio show only we can say and do whatever we want and we don't have to take traditional breaks and it's a little bit more free-flowing we do have something called what the fox says which is basically we play for you clips from earlier in the day on either Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1. Then I comment on it. We have some other cool stuff we do, like You're Annoying, where Jason Stewart, who is annoyed by many, finds only a couple to be annoyed by in the, in, in, on a daily basis. We, we try and determine who's the most annoying person in sports on earth. And then we have something called Because We Can, where we play for you, usually an audio clip of somebody cursing, um, many times with with other innuendo and we can do it unedited because it's a podcast so we call it because we can so that's a and we have really good stuff today all right let's welcome in Darius Rucker he's got the uh, starting fires tour 
which is just getting underway. Um, what is it? Um, a week from Monday, right? A week from Monday is June 5th in Nashville, Tennessee with Darius and friends. And then it goes to uh, Roanoke, Virginia, then to Shelbyville, uh, Delaware, to Wildwood, New Jersey, to D.C., to Boston, to New York, and on down. You can go to DariusRucker.com. We've been friends. Uh, this is my Darius story, um, and he does claim it. Um, when I was at the other other place, he had co-hosted Mike and Mike, but we hadn't really, uh, I hadn't met him. I worked in the afternoons, even afternoons. That was in in the morning time. And so I went to see him perform at uh, at the casino and in Uncasville. And I, I actually played pickup basketball with a guy who ran the ran the arena security. And I was like, hey, I've always wanted to meet Darius Rucker. He's like, yeah, I can I can get you in there. So he got me tickets, sitting close. And then he, Darius actually grabbed the microphone before his last song. He was opening for Rascal Flats, And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm back. Good to be back, Connecticut. My guy, Doug Gottlieb's here. I was like, what? I had no idea. So I walk into his dressing room as Rascal Flats is getting ready to go on. And he's like, Doug! I'm like, Darius! You know, like when you don't haven't met anybody, but they know you. Anyway, he's like, hold on, I got money. It was, I'll never forget. It was Lakers... Kings, it was a, just like a random, I'm going to say April NBA game, and he had money in the first half line, and we could not have a conversation until the first half went final, and he he nailed that bet. So we started talking, and it was cool. He like he at the time his kids were school age, and my show was on the afternoon. Since then, we've become friends. I think I've seen him perform a hundred times, and I played some golf with him, but the challenge has been. And he's laid it out to me, dude, when I tour in the summer, we do a show, we get on the bus, we wake up, we're at a golf course, we go play, and then we go do the show again, and we do it again and again and again until we fly home. So I'm doing that with him this summer, no question. Let's welcome him in. Again, it's the Starting Fires Tour. You check out the tour dates at DariusRucker.com. All right, Darius, tell me about the new tour. <laughs> uh, what do you want? I don't know what to tell you, you know, we're... Uh... Going out this summer for a few days, uh, a few dates. You know, it's a short one for me. We're starting in June. I think we're done in September. Uh, you know, I mean, going to go out and play a bunch of markets I haven't played in a minute. And, and you know, I love to play music. I, I'm still shocked I get to do it. So uh, I'm going to go out and have a lot of fun this summer. Is it still fun to you? I mean, like, I, like you know, look, you and I have talked. I mean, how many, how many times have you played the Hootie songs? And obviously now you have such a catalog of successful country songs like i do wonder is it do you still feel that same feeling or have you so the same feeling that you want to feel when you're on stage oh dude i love it i love it that i I was talking to somebody the other day and i said you know i don't get paid to play for those hour and a half two hours that we play i get paid to travel and and be away from my kids and everything i love getting up on stage and playing songs that i wrote or songs that i recorded and and there's people actually there to hear it. I mean, all I've wanted to do since I was four was be a musician, and I still love it so much, man. I really do. Favorite song to perform live is what right now? Oh goodness, my favorite song right now is we're playing a uh, a Valerie that that uh, that yeah. old song that uh, Amy that Amy Winehouse covered, and uh, we're playing that. We're doing a st- totally different version than hers uh, of it, and I love playing that song, man. We do it at the beginning of the encore, and I, every time it starts, I'm just 
I, I just brighten up, man. I love that song so much. It's my favorite one to play right now. Well, it's interesting because you used to always do Purple Rain, right? And this is yeah, kind of repl- it's replaced Purple Rain. So how did it come to be that you decided how the how the Valor how playing Valerie? And uh, by the way, there's a bunch of different versions that she did of Valerie as well, and obviously you do a yeah. different version, right? Had how did he had that song come to be for you? We I was listening to uh, I was listening to the radio one day and uh, her version of it that she did live on the BBC. Yes, and it's totally it's totally different than than the, the recorded version that was a hit. It, it was uh, it's just so slow and so funky. And I heard that and I went to my band and I was like, you guys think we could play this? And uh, you know, we yeah, it, was, it was crazy because we started the first time we started playing it. We all were like, we're going to play this forever. Because it's just such a cool groove, the way we do it. And and that was also a day when I found out how really smart my uh, band was. Because, of course, I can't sing it in her key. And so we were sitting around, and, and uh, they were like, so what key do you want to do? And I said, I don't know. And I just started singing it where I wanted to sing it. And one of the guys, John the bass player, went, oh, that's B-flat. I'm like, how the hell do you know that's B-flat? But he was right. So we played in B-flat. But I just came, I heard it. I heard a version she did for the BBC, and it just blew my mind. I was like, I want to play that song. Yeah, and, and that's the one, actually, that when listening to you at a couple of your shows sing it, then I went and I was trying to download it, and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't find the version you were talking about. And then finally I saw that one, and it's completely different. And as you know, my daughter's a bass player, and she likes that one. She she likes the song as well, but she loves that 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 version as well. All right, let's... um. There's a bunch of stuff I want to get to with sports. Let, let's start with your Dolphins, right? Obviously, you're probably... Are you the world's most famous Dolphin fan? I don't know. I'm, I'm the loudest. <laughs> I'm the one who says it the most, so I, I might be. But uh, I think this is truly how I feel. And I know you know every year I say we're going to win the Super Bowl. But this year, if Tua stays healthy. Come on, dude. If he can play, if he can play 15 games and then the playoffs, maybe 14 games and then the playoffs, we win the Super Bowl. Here's the I problem. really believe it. Here's the problem with that argument, Okay. He has not played a full season is his since he stepped on a, the college football field. I know. Right? I know. And and then I and then I don't think he's actually good enough. I just don't. I I could I be disagree, man. I disagree. I watched him when he was healthy. When he was healthy, we were the one of the best teams in the NFL. Okay, so wait, when he was healthy, you like you they were, I was at the game against the Chargers and they and he just doesn't have the arm. I disagree, Doug. I disagree, man. When he was on the field, we were a legitimate contender. And, you know, I, I really think he's, he's, he's the, uh, the, the win or lose for us. And, and, you know, it's, the thing that gets me is I really believe that if he had decided to retire or if he had, you know, just, if the Dolphins had decided they were going to move on, I, we'd have Aaron Rodgers right now. But um, we don't. So it's like – I, I believe in him, and maybe it's just a Dolphins fan of me, but if he stays healthy, which is a big if, we, we, we win the Super Bowl. Um, so what was that? Okay. Um, <laughs> when, when, wh- wh- what, were the, what were your feelings like when Brooks won yesterday? I, was so, I, I like Brooks. He's a friend. So I was really happy for him. You know, uh, there's that. Is that part of me and my loyalty to the PGA Tour, you know, that, that was like, well, you know, a live guy winning. But, you know, they can still play golf. They still they still play golf at the highest level. So I was happy for Brooks. 
Uh, I don't know if it was good for golf, but I was happy for Brooks. Okay, you said he's a friend. Okay, so yeah. he does have the persona, like, kind of feels like he could be a dick. What's he really like to, to be around? <laughs> I love being around him. He's funny. You know, he likes to have a drink and, and laugh, and he, he's a good dude. But, uh, you know, I can, I can see that uh, being kind of a dick thing, too. You know, but, uh, you know, a lot of people are that way. I, I, I think if you get in the right situation, you can be a jerk or, or whatever, but. He's always been great to me, and I love him, and I'm, I'm, I was happy. I was real happy. For well, him. I mean, but who's who's going to be a jerk to you? Like, and what would the what would the point be of being a, being a jerk to you? Right. True. You know, right. I, I like him. I, I don't know if it was good for golf, but I, I'm glad he was. Um, the Open is at uh, L.A. Country Club. I'm sure you've played there, correct? I have. I have. Yes. What's it like? It's a hard golf course. I mean, and and you know what they're going to do for it with the Open with yeah, the rough and yeah. And trick it up and, you know, making greens amazingly fast and everything. So it's going to be another test. It's going to you – know, the PGA was a test. The PGA yeah, not supposed to be a test do you, like do you Do you like that? Do you like – because the PGA no. used to be, like, the fourth major and people used to score and, you know, like 20 under could win the PGA. Now it's like another U.S. Open. Do you like that? Uh, not for the PGA. You know, I like it for the Open just because the Open's always been that way. It's always been a hard tournament. It's a hard golf course when you have to play uh, – you know, moving the PGA up to May, I think they really want want it to be a test now instead of being that last major where you know everybody can go out and put up numbers. You know, if you're gonna do it in May, you got to do it. Got to make it. We got to make it hard. But I tell you what, they did it. Don't kill, man. They made that that place a challenge. I wouldn't want to be playing there today. I, I mean, you know, I'm a pretty good player, and I, I don't know if I can break 90 out there. Oh, that just looked. It just. I mean, I'm not nearly as good as you. That did not look like fun. No, right. no, not fun at all. You know, number six, that was a hard golf hole, man. I was like, man, I don't want to play that hole ever, <laughs> even when it's not tricked up, you know. But, but uh, you know, that's what the PGA is doing now. They, they're going to do that with the PGA, and I understand their mentality of not, uh, not being, you know, the easy major anymore. But, uh, you know, I don't know if I like it. Uh, I, like to, I like to see those guys go out and go low. Um, you know, we've talked about, like, kind of classic uh, musicians, rock stars for a long time. I, I don't know where we would put LeBron in the, like, it's not like he's missing, you know, key verses to to songs or forgetting stuff up there, right? Like he's not, but he's not the same guy. Um, he wants to play with his son, but that's like two years away. And I, I mean, I'm he's going to make it happen, but I don't know what that looks like. When you see LeBron, what do you think? Oh, I still think he's great. I think right now with the Lakers, you know, they still have the team. Uh, 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 the thing that's tough about watching the Lakers right now is, is LeBron goes out every night and he's LeBron, and it's all up to what how AD's playing if they're going to win or not. And don't get me wrong, they can't beat the Nuggets. There's not Jokic is the best player in the league. There's there's no two ways about it. If you don't think so, start watching the NBA. Jokic did you, is the best did you the now did you put did you put money on the Nuggets in any of these games? Absolutely, every game. Really? Doug, I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you so proud of me. Okay. I've taken the over in every game, the Nuggets in every game, and the Heat in every game. And I'm just on fire right now. Wasn't the first game a push? Yeah, it was a push, but I, took, I got the over. You got the over over in the push? Yeah, but like the Heat, I've been taking the Heat on the money line. The, the game two, the Heat were given 10, and I took the money line. I, well, that, that, the 10 was easy, but the money yeah. line was huge. Money line was, uh, uh, what, do you, what, do you think it, what do you think it is with the Celtics? Is it the guys? 
Is it Missoula? Last night? Last night they didn't want to play. Yes. I know. Simple as that. Last night, like, and, and I, think it's, I think the coach is part of the problem. I do. But if you, if you need a coach to get you motivated to play game three when you're down 2-0, you need to get out of the NBA. And well, it's it, like watching last night. They just didn't want to play. It was sad to watch. I mean, I loved it because, you know, I had the heat. But <laughs> it was sad to watch. It, it was. And, and I, I have I have like Celtics, fa- Celtics friends that are like lighting me up like, dude, get rid of everybody. And I was like, well, I, I mean. I, I, I was playing golf with my buddies today, and that's what we were saying. You got to get rid of everybody. Like the coach has got to go. The only person you keep on that team is Tatum. Marcus Smart is just, he's just, I mean, like, dude, come on, chill. Like, make a play and stop talking. Yeah, he you know, and you watch, I think he threw a punch Horford. last night, too. <laughs> Horford coming up, Horford's taking the worst shots I've ever seen people take in the playoffs. I'm, I'm like, he's taking these threes out of nowhere, rushing them up, and, like, clanging against the back of the back, back of the iron. And I, if you had told me the Heat were going to be up 3 nothing, I would have never believed it. Never it's not, it, it's not just that they're up three to nothing. It's it's uh, obviously two in Boston, and then to, to see the Celtics quit last night was, I, I did not I did not see that coming. Oh, and they quit that. early. Like yes. they quit they quit in the second quarter, and that was sad to see because like you're in the NBA, man, you're down two zero. You win you win that game three, you're back in it. Right, and now, now the pressure's on, and now the pressure's on the Heat, right? Because you can't you don't want to lose both at home. So exactly. And, who was in know, the group? Who was in the group today? Who was in the foursome today? Uh, my friend John McGrath and uh, and uh, Mark Cummins. We we just went out and played. We're down in the Bahamas playing some golf. This is you a know, tough life. This, this is a tough life that you have. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> um, you confided in me once, and I don't know if I'm I'm sharing something I shouldn't. That uh, we both thought I got nothing, which was from your second country album. I want to say. Yeah. You. I got nothing. You thought this should be a hit, right? This is yeah. a hit, and it just wasn't, right? Just wasn't. Um, yeah, it, it stalled at number five. Yeah. Why? Why do you think it stalled? No, no, no idea. Well, first of all, it's hard to get a ballad on, you know, especially a ballad that slow. It's hard to get it on radio and everything. But uh, I thought that song was going to be one of the biggest songs I've ever had. I, I, you know, I still play it all the time. The crowds love it. But uh, you know, I. And that's 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 just something about my business that I I've, I gave up on a long time ago. After Crack Review, I, I don't know what's going to be a hit. You know, a lot, a lot of artists pick their singles or fight their singles. I never do. I always tell the label, whatever you think you can put get on the radio, you put out. Because I have no idea. Was there was there one that was like a throwaway that you're like, yeah, fine, I'll record it or whatever, and it it it's the opposite of I got nothing. It became big. Yeah. Uh... What was uh, the, uh, it was his first single from that record. Uh, I wrote it with Chris Stapleton. I'm drawing a blank right now, and it was a huge hit for me. But like, I didn't even want to cut it, and and I begged my 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 producer begged me to cut it, and it ended up being the first song off uh, off the record. God, I gotta find out what it is. Um, and, uh, but oh god, what's the name of the song? Comeback song. Comeback song. Uh, That's it. Like comeback song, I didn't even want to cut it. You didn't want to, that. I love my, my little guy when he was little. He used to love that one. That's a did great not one. Want to cut it. Why it was didn't too cheesy? To no, it wasn't that cheesy. I'll tell you the real honest reason I didn't want to cut it. I, I wrote it with Chris Stapleton, and uh, he Chris sang the demo, 
And I, if I had this for you, I would send it. If I could find it, I'd send it to you. This demo with him and the guitar, and it was so friggin' awesome. And I and he kept saying, let's cut the song. And I go, no. And so finally he asked me, Frank, my producer, said, why do you want to cut this song? I said, have you heard the demo? I mean, I can never sing it like that. It's so great. It's so perfect. And he was like, well, we'll change the key and we'll cut it. And we cut it. And, of course, it was one of the biggest hits I ever had. But, yeah, I didn't even want to cut that song. Did you know that he, like, what took it so long? He's in any conversation uh, as the he and I, and I know Morgan Wallen, but Stapleton is in any conversation of the guy to go see this summer. Why did it take kind of so long for him? Like, he's not new to the game. Why did it take so long to him to be recognized as such? I don't know. And it's so funny that you asked that because Chris was always the guy. That when, I, when I started, that everybody talked about because he was writing so many songs and writing with so many people. And when he writes, he sings. And everybody was like, Stapleton is going to be the man. And, of course, the second he puts out, you know, that song with the album with Tennessee Whiskey, it just goes crazy. But... He is the best singer in the business. I mean, he, yeah, he, there's nobody better than Chris Stapleton. What, what's he like as a dude? Oh, the best. So laid back, funny, you know, just doesn't take himself too seriously. The nicest guy in the world. You know, his wife, Morgan's awesome. They're just great people to be around. And I'm a huge, huge Chris Stapleton fan. Um, okay, so you got the Bahamas. You mentioned that there's some places you're hitting on this tour that you haven't been in a while, right? But... But for people who don't know, it's not like you go and you're like walking around town, right? You either hop on the plane and get there and play golf and then and then do the show or you're on the bus and you get there and play golf and do the show. So do you actually consider like when you roll into, I don't know, uh, Wildwood, New Jersey for the Barefoot Country Music uh, Festival, right? That's on what, the 17th of June? Like mm-hmm. you can do you ever. It's it's like one of those when you when you know when you have a layover. Have you actually been in the town? Do you consider yourself actually visiting a place when all you do is come in and play golf there in a show and then you're out? Yes, I I, I consider myself visiting the town when I play golf. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, we've talked about this. Every day I play a show, I wake up in the, in the parking lot of a golf course that morning and to play golf because there's nothing else to do during the day and golf is my favorite thing to do. It's the only hobby I have. So yeah, you're right. I don't get to see a lot of the town. You know, actually, when like when I go to Europe and stuff, and Australia, and stuff, I have to force myself to go see something, see places because you know I don't get to go there very often. But uh, it, it's golf is enough for me, man. Uh, and it, it, I get up every morning, I play golf, and then I go and work out and take my nap, and it, then it's show time. Do you know where you are every time you take the stage? <laughs> yeah, I do now because uh, every time it's. Uh, we have a few signs when I walk on stage that uh, says the city I'm in. Because one time, this happened one time. We played Cincinnati one night. And the next night, we played Cleveland. And I was I walked on the stage and we were you know, playing a song, playing a song. I said, how you feeling, Cincinnati? And everybody booed me. <laughs> Ever since then. That, that was, there was a TV commercial. Was, wasn't there a commercial like that? Yeah, yeah. And everywhere we go, there's a city. There's, Every every little place is where I walk. There's something something that says the city we're in. So I never do that again. Favorite venue? Oh, Red Rocks in Colorado. I mean, if God came down right now and said, "Hey, Darius, you got one more show to play. Where you want to play it? It'd be Red Rocks in Colorado. No doubt about it." Uh, first big gig in when you were in country was where? Oh, I played with uh, Brooks and Dunn. 
in Miami, Oklahoma, at this outdoor place. It was my first gig, big gig in country music, and it was awesome. You I even pronounced so Miami right. Well, that was really impressive, right? Because it's it's well, spelled Miami. Spelled yep. my, my my college roommate is from Miami. He actually just yep. texted me, "Hey, Miami just offered me like the high school basketball coaching job." It's crazy. You pre- even pronounced it right, right? Miami. That's because uh, that's because uh, when I got there, people told me several times it's Miami. <laughs> and I've never forgotten it. <laughs> I, so now you're a Miami Dolphins fan. That's that's exactly. If that if that'll win us the Super Bowl, yes, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. Uh, last and most important question: Did you win the money today, playing in the box? Yes, I shot seventy seven today, but I played pretty good, so I, I won some money today. I did. All right, that's a great that's a great day. I'm gonna take you up in the offer. See you on the road. I'm definitely going to the show at the Greek. There's no question. That's that's a that's a, it's not Red Rocks. It's a good venue here in California. But the Greek is the Greek is pretty close. That's one of my favorite places too. I love I love the Greek theater. All right, man. I appreciate you joining me. Love you, man. You're the best. Talk to you later. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. 
And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let's get to what the Fox says. And now... Um, Here's Dan Patrick on the Heat Celtics series. They frustrate me. The Celtics, uh, they're not threatening. Uh, That's another common theme that I've had. They're just not consistent. They're not threatening at times. Their stars disappear. And you saw that last night. It didn't take long before you realized Miami's going to win this one. They're going to win this one. And analytics doesn't factor in Jimmy Butler. You know, there's no category for, oh, do you have a Jimmy Butler kind of player? Jimmy Butler during the regular season gets no attention whatsoever. Right? Very little. It's not like he has these moments where, did you see Jimmy Butler last night? But in the playoffs, playoff Jimmy Butler is a thing. It's real. It's tangible. Analytics doesn't factor that in. Uh, well, I mean... There are playoff analytics and there are regular season analytics, but I, I just I think the story of that series is the Celtics. To be totally candid with you, it's it's not to take away from the Heat and the story of Gabe. I mean, Gabe Vincent hit six threes last night. Here's a guy who was the fourth leading scorer at UC Santa Barbara his senior year in college. Yeah, it was unbelievable for the Miami Heat, but a lot of it was the effort or lack of cohesiveness. And, uh, you know, whether it's the coaching, whatever, and, and Jalen Brown hasn't been good. Hasn't been good. Don't get me wrong. Jimmy Butler has had moments where he's awesome. Moments where he's been absolutely awesome. Um, but he's not a superstar for a reason because superstars carry teams in the regular and the postseason. And it's like, you know, it's like when the Heat lost last year as the one seed, there was no one saying, oh, playoff Jimmy Butler. So I think this feels a little bit more about the Celtics than it does about the Heat. Nonetheless, the Jimmy Butler story, the pick any of the stories that you have um, have about the Miami Heat, and they're all pretty darn good ones. I just I sit there and think, man, this is an unbelievable. It's, it doesn't feel like an upset, but it really is considering how many undrafted guys there are, how many guys on random contracts are as opposed to what the Celtics are throwing out there. And the only thing I can surmise is that this series is more about the Celtics than it is about the Heat. Here's here's uh, Colin Cowherd talking about Joe Mazzula. The Boston Celtics are a big, 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 big brand. This is national TV. And uh, their coach isn't ready. Don't blame the players. These same players were great last year. It's the coach. It happens. He's over his head. And he's going up against probably the best coach in basketball Every other night on national TV, it's like the Celtics are this elegant, talented, five-star restaurant, and the chef has butchered the meal on national TV, and people are streaming out of it across the street to a food truck. The Miami Heat with no frills, paper plates, and for eight bucks, you get the best sandwich in town. It makes the Heat so redeemable and so easy to love because they're everything Boston isn't. Underdogs, untouted, tough. 
fighters, relentless, and it's playing out on television. Night after night after night, it's the coach. And then you combine Joe Mazzula, probably a great guy, but he's not ready for the gig. He's a kid. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, I... I I love the idea of the hire, but every hire is is different unto itself because the team that they inherit. And I said this a little bit early in the radio show. I've said it here uh, on the pod is some of this. It, it kind of has a little bit of the Kyrie's last year with the Celtics sort of thing. If you remember when Kyrie got to Boston, okay, when he got to Boston, uh, Close to the end of the season, his knee that he had surgically repaired with the with the Cleveland Cavaliers was hurting him. He had just p- pain in the kneecap. They had to go in and take out some wire mesh, and the, there was a screw that was infected uh, to keep that kneecap sort of together, and he kept him out for the postseason. Well, that postseason, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. The next year was with Kyrie, and they lost early to the Milwaukee Bucks. And the point was, like, you know, at some point you start losing to the Bucs and people go, hey, we went to the conference finals without you. Forget about the fact that there were some things that went in their favor that allowed them to go to the conference finals without him. The point is they went to the conference finals without him. Well, now you got Joe Missoula, and though they fought Emi Udoka at first, eventually it worked out. They went to the NBA finals, and now when they're coming up short, you know how players get. Dude, last year that guy was this guy was awesome. Was former player in the NBA. Not that Missoula's not a former player. Um, also, and this is a thing for some people. It's about looking a dude in the eye. You know, you want a bigger a bigger guy like Darvin Ham looks guys in the eye. Ime Yudoka can look guys in the eye. I'm not sure, but uh, it did feel like Ime. This was more Ime's team that he was coaching, and it's proven as such here in the playoffs. Here's Shannon Sharp talking about LeBron James. Nobody said anything about father time until LeBron hurt that foot. You started hearing about the foot once he hurt the foot and he came back. Then we started hearing. And considering that, Skip, he is in year 20. But he's averaging 23 points, 10 rebounds. uh, He's averaging 23 points, 9 rebounds. Okay, 24 points, 9 rebounds, and 10 assists. Say that last thing again. 10 assists. 10 assists a game? Yeah. While shooting shooting 48% in 41 minutes. Yeah. Mm. He averaged 24 points, 10 rebounds, shooting 49 in his first two against Memphis and Golden State. And I believe he's dealing with a foot injury. The thing is that everybody wants the demise to happen, but it's not. I believe LeBron James will pick up in the regular season next year where he left off once this foot is healed. I don't believe it's father time. I believe he needs healing time. I could be wrong. We'll find out once this offseason happens. He gets corrected, whatever done, because he said the doctor said we'd never see anything like this. But you to come back in this length of time, this short of time, and be able to play. But I believe he's, he's played through something, but nobody cares because you're LeBron James. You're out there on the court, and they expect greatness when they see you out there on the yeah. court. What was the what was the takeaway there, other than saying he's you know averaging a bunch of points and he's playing with a bad foot, Jay Stu? That nobody love- questioned his age or father time until he hurt his foot. Who didn't question his age? 
I mean, if anything, his age is working for him here as you go like, look, dude, I would love to say you should be way better defensively and that a lot of these are empty stats and that you, you know, you did hit a couple threes in the last game. Before that, you hadn't hit a three in forever, but you're 38 years, 38 years old trying to play an altitude against a team that plays at a super high tempo. I, I get it. I understand. I'm reasonable. Um, so I don't know his take. My take is that I've kind of been telling you this is who LeBron is. This version of him um, prefers to catch and shoot, prefers to is finally letting other people run the offense, move the basketball. He does re- revert sometimes. Um, he's still, I mean, for his age, in incredible shape and still an incredible player. There's just a lot of things that he can't do at his age or as long as he wants to do at his age. That's what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit 
BioToyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let's find out who or what's annoying Jason Stewart. And now, it's your annoying. Doug, can we, we tr- let's drill down on um, on the Joe Mazzulla comments uh, for a second here. So, remember, this was what he had said. He had this exchange with a reporter on Friday. You said they played harder than you in the third quarter. That's what they do. They play harder than their opponent. How are you guys unprepared for that? And we, we were prepared. We played harder than them in the first half, and then they outplayed us for one quarter. So we were prepared for it. We had the right mindset heading into the game. But that, that, no, 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 we had the right mindset heading into the game. We played harder than they did. So uh, that's when you went on the air and you were like, you know what, the trigger word there was prepared or unprepared, right? No coach wants to hear that. That's basically telling the coach that he didn't do his job. Um, and that's fine. He could be defensive about that. But then last night uh, he said this after the game. I just didn't have them ready to play. I just didn't didn't have the execute the proper game plan. I didn't put them in the right mentality to be ready. And you know, it's my job to make sure that they're connected uh, and that they're ready to play. And I didn't do that. It's that's what I'm annoyed about here, Doug. Is that it's one thing to defend your honor that you had the team prepared three days ago, but then to uh, follow it up last night by just capitulating and saying they I didn't have them prepared. Like, which one is it here? Like, you can't. You could have one or the other, and it's fine to be one or the other, but don't have both. I think. I think. Um, I think you're taking the prepared in a way in which he doesn't mean. Right. So when, because the question was about their energy, they they just play harder than. Me. It's the, you want your team to be ready to play, kind of at that magic level. You know, you got to get the percentage of games, you get them to play at that magic level of, you know, you don't want them to be so fired up that they run out of gas midway through the first quarter, but you got to have them playing really good basketball to start. It's much easier to play with the lead than it is play from behind. So I, I think that's what he meant by it. But the missteps and lack of truly communicating as to what you meant that's some inexperience with the media, and to that part, you'd be correct. What else? Ever since um, sports gambling was kind of made legal in most states, and uh, you and everybody who does what you do for a living has been kind of compelled to do a lot of picks and predictions, okay? I, I understand the reality of that. But what, I, what I'm annoyed by is kind of the – speaking with authority about your picks and speaking with conviction about your picks. And then after they don't go well, then you just kind of nonchalantly say, ah, you know, I was wrong. Uh, An example is, and I won't name any names, a national radio host uh, picked the Lakers in six last week. Okay. He came out today and he said, uh, well, I mean, you can see why the Lakers are down three, nothing that nuggets are just a much better team. Okay, well, if they're a much better team, then why did you pick them in six? Not only did you pick them in six, but you spent five minutes of national radio time convincing us of why the Lakers were better and why they were going to win the series. And here's the danger in that, Doug. At some, at some point along the way, like credibility with your listeners has to be taken into consideration here. Um, if you made this convincing argument a week ago that the Lakers were going to win in six – and one of your degenerate listeners puts his last $10,000 on the Lakers to win the series. And then he's listening to your radio show today, and it's like, well, the Nuggets are just a much better team. It's like, at that point, not only is that guy out his last $10,000, 
but he has zero. You have zero credibility with that listener moving forward. Yeah, he's pissed. Um, so it's one thing to have predi- prediction radio. Mm-hmm. I get that, but just don't sell it like you do. In fact, you should. You should before every time you make a prediction be like. I'm just doing this for wagering's sake and to have some fun. I know nothing of what the hell I'm talking about. Um, okay, so a couple things. A couple things. Um, I, I, I think I know who you're talking about, and I'll refrain from saying their name. Look, all candor, I told you and we said on air, I thought D- Denver was the best team. I picked the Lakers to win the series. And my my logic behind it was, I just thought they were playing really, really above their level, above their head, and they had, you know, I mean, you had guys hitting shots, and Anthony Davis is awesome, and they just kind of figure it out. It was, it was really, a, a, it was one of those. I thought Denver's better, but the better team doesn't always win. I thought Golden State would beat the Lakers, so I went with kind of the opposite of, of any sort of breakdown. Hey, Denver's the best team, but they haven't outside of KCP, who's really done anything before. Whereas AD and LeBron. Clearly, have they? They've won champion a championship and cha- together, and uh, LeBron's won multiple championships. So that was my thinking. Um, the other part is that I find funny is the people is like, oh, you know, this is what should have happened. Well, okay, the Lakers were the favorite in Vegas, right? The Lakers have been the favorite in Vegas, so it's a surprise to a lot of people, even the professionals, at how how Denver is, is up 3-0. And it should also be pointed out that Denver very easily could have lost game one. Um, I would I would say there was plenty of moments in game two where it was very much in, in doubt. And uh, in game, game three was the game in which, I mean, obviously Jamal Murray was unbelievable, but it was a, what, a three-point game at the half? Three-point game at the half, and that's where Murray scored the meat of his, his points. And Jokic never really got it going. So they were in all three of these games. And if game one goes differently, maybe the series goes differently. But I don't know why people aren't willing to just go, hey, I thought one thing and something else happened. Okay. That happens. Anything else? We have a request. It's our first Twitter request for this segment. And it goes. Uh, it comes from Jefferson Weil on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Jefferson Weil, thanks for listening. And he forwarded us this um, this tweet from Four Play Pod. That's a Barstool Sports Golf Pod. Four Play Pod. And one of their hosts did a little social media reaction from yesterday's uh, golf major. It sounded like this. I just walked off the 18th green at Oak Hill, and honestly, I'm feeling almost like a little bit high because that scene with Rory McIlroy and Michael Falk was one of the coolest things I've seen in my time covering golf. I mean, Rory McIlroy was walking off the green looking around being like, can you believe this? Because this guy, Michael Falk, if you propose this script to Hollywood before the week, you'd get knocked oh. out of the room. It's not even close to believable. Again, if you proposed this script to Hollywood, you would get laughed out of the room. So, so he's saying that if you went into a, one of those script meetings – and you said that a, a former golf pro uh, would do well at a major and actually hit a hole in one. You get laughed out of the meeting. But the guy that brought the script to the draft, the the, the room, and said that we're going to have a snail winning the Indy 500, that wasn't laughed out. Of the <laughs> well, here's the other part. Mm, have we ever heard of Tin Cup? 
<laughs> I know. I know. This like story they actually isn't very made the movie. Yeah. So I would say uh, that guy's the most annoying. Just the lack of like awareness that that movie actually exists. So who was it? Four play pod host. And uh, thanks to Jefferson Wild for recommending that. That was awesome. Um, <coughs> four play pod. Yeah, host on the four play pod. Whoever you are, for host on the four play pod, um, using our least favorite expression. And when, if you know, you don't even have to know much about golf to know that that movie actually exists. And of course, yes, a snail uh, in a movie won the Indy Five Hundred. Let's do because we can. Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. Oh, I know this one. This is uh, Charles Barkley last night. So I don't randomly, I I very seldom have went out to report. I go out to Skip Bayless because I don't like him at all. And I just like fucking with him (laughs) because he's so sensitive and shit. That's awesome and true and beautiful. And he's the guy that can, you know, like, I love that, that Charles Bark is like, yeah, I like fucking with him. It's amazing. You can only get that sound right here on the In the Bonus podcast, and you only get that honesty from Charles Barkley. By the way, who in your life, in your circle, Jay Stu, do you like to fuck with? Um, Man, that's a great question. Who in my circle do I like to F with? Uh this guy named Mark and the reason why Mark is, is the best to fuck with is because not only is he easy to fuck with cause he does like dumb, simple things, but he's also great at taking it. Like he absorbs it. Well, he doesn't get overly sensitive, you know? Yeah. Uh, so how do you mess with Mark? Um, I don't know. He's just prone to say some dumb shit every time we're together. So it's, it's not hard, you know, that it's, it's easy to pick apart. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like, I, I will mess my, with my son. Talk a little trash. He's a big trash talker to me. Big, big. I let my kids get away with way too much trash talk. But every once in a while, like I, I'll, I'll give him a little zinger in the book. Whoa, whoa. That's the like when you just you gotta come back waiting and eventually you step over the line, and then you you just nail him with it. So my way of nailing guys with trash talk or with a little zinger is I use something that they, it's the same thing I use in debates. It's a device. I use something they said against them. That's a, it's a, it's a big one. Like last night we were driving home from this basketball tournament. We spent who the last three nights we were playing in thousand Oaks. Uh, Matt Barnes has like a national tournament. It was honestly, it was an amazing event. Like Matt and Adam Ansa, Adam uh, Wansa put on, put on this event. And uh, Team Durant, so Kevin Durant showed up for his AAU program, his middle school AAU program. They were unbelievable. They beat us soundly. They got the best, like, eighth-grade point guard in the country. He's really good. Um, uh, who else was there? Uh, I don't know if Gilbert Arenas was there. Obviously, Matt Barnes was there. Um, yeah, If you remember Raja Bell, Raja's son, Ty, came out and played for me. He's awesome. Seventh grader, just a stud. He played some seventh, some eighth. And then, uh, who else? Uh, who played for Sky? So, um, 
uh, what's name? J.R. Ryder has his program and his son, and he's a nut on the sidelines. But they have other pros there. It was it was really cool. But the point is, we're driving back and forth to Thousand Oaks every day. It's like an hour, 15 to two hours, depending on the traffic. There was a little bit of traffic on the weekend. And at one point early in the drive, they were my son, he had a sleepover with one of his teammates at my house. And they were teasing him because he has, he had a, he said, this girl who goes to his school is really cute or hot or whatever. And then later on in the drive, he was talking trash to me. And I was like, I, I was, I was like, yeah, well, they're like something about the way you talk. That's why, that's why she's not into you. He's like, oh, I'm not into her. I was like, yeah, okay. You kept those guys up all last night talking about how hot this girl was, but you don't, you don't have a crush on her. Okay. And my point is, I like to use the trash talk against him. And he just melts down when he uses this. When you use somebody's own words against them, it's really defeating. Really defeating. I love that from Barkley. Let's get to our pick of the day. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. It's a defeat. It's a, it's a, I mean, like, look, it's a deflating feeling to be down 3-0 and to just sit there and look around and go, like, what are we doing here, fellas? Like, we can get the hell out of here, still get our playoff shares. Um, but I do think that the Lakers send this thing back to Denver. I just, I do. And I don't think it's a league conspiracy thing. Um, D'Angelo Russell has to shoot the ball better. He has not shot it well yet. He's got to shoot it better. Uh, I, you know, if they're going to Mo Bamba's dressing, they're going to throw a Mo Bamba at you. But I do think this is like a gentleman's sweep sort of series. So Lakers are three point favorites. Let's take the Lakers. Although uh, the advice of Darius Rucker would be to take, uh, to take the nuggets and the over. I'm going to take the Lakers tonight to beat the nuggets. Lakers are three point favorites. We'll take the Lakers and the under and the under Lakers and the under. All right. That's it for the all ball. Uh, that's, have it. that's it for the in the bonus podcast. Check out the radio show, which follows this on the podcast. But of course you can hear it live at three o'clock East coast, noon Pacific. I'm Doug Gottlieb traveling for college hoops this year. Pro tip state graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball. Just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30 plus hotels in the best college towns and get this, you can save up to 30% off with code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any graduate hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So, here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. <laughs> 